Wow. What a mood that, that intro brings, huh? It's kind of different and special and different, and I like it. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. As always, I am your host, your humble host, your lovely ginger-headed host, Patrick. And we're here with another one. Another episode involving many things. The good, the bad, the funny, and the sad. Now, do I write these intros word for word and give them to you just like that, or does this come from my heart? Well, if you know me the way that you think you do, this comes straight from the heart. That's right. The magic is created in time, folks. There is no trying. It just does. Okay, so as unfortunate as it is to even talk about this, I gotta mention it because it is a part of the news, you know, current events, all of those things. And we started out hot in this episode, and I'm glad we did, because this man must be celebrated. Obviously, we need time to grieve, but let's also celebrate the fact that Kobe Bryant is such a phenomenal player. Just an inspiration to so many other phenomenal players, and just people in general. He didn't just inspire basketball players, you guys. I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up with the 2003, I believe, uh, championship Lakers. I used to pretend to be Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal in my driveway all the time. Always pretending to be Shaq and Kobe. And then, you know, they get Gary Payton, they got Rick Fox, Robert Ory, just a stacked fucking team. Devin George, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Players you didn't even know were out there doing phenomenal things but the one player that you never forgot was Kobe Bryant and as shitty as it is that he died in a helicopter or died at all there are seven other people on there including his daughter just tragedy guys how does this happen it just makes you wonder we've been the fear in aviation is still gonna remain People are saying, oh, don't be worried about getting on a plane. Planes aren't as scary. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning, etc. And not just planes, but helicopters are taking people out. And that's fucking crazy. This is a technology that has been around for so long. And we still haven't mastered it. We still haven't figured out that, hey, these winds might not be good enough to fly in. Hey, we might kill a bunch of people if we get in the air. We still haven't decided that, that, there, that there is a stopping point. We're just going to keep doing it regardless. It's crazy. It's crazy. Huge tragedy, guys. It really is. Because when I woke up and I saw this on Twitter, I was like, that's not real. Actually, I saw it on Instagram. And it's like, that wasn't real. That didn't happen. Kobe's not really dead. There's no way. Because in my mind, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing it as like a meme for the fact that LeBron James just beat his scoring record. That's what I thought happened. I thought that somebody was just being like, oh, Kobe's dead because LeBron took his spot. There are those fans that obsess over certain players like that where they would do something like this. And then I started looking and I saw even more people posting about him dying. And then I saw the actual articles. Then I saw the, po- uh, the photo of the helicopter. And, oh, man... Just a tragedy, you guys. So fucking terrible. 41 years old. His daughter's with him. I just think about the final moments. The way I picture it is... He just grabbed her. He probably just held on to his daughter as they went down. What else can you do? 
You gonna jump out? It's so crazy, man. Rest in peace, all of those people, for sure. But such a tragic loss of an amazing, inspiring person. And I feel I feel so bad because I just can't help but to wonder what would have happened in his later years as he got older. Because there's so many great players that still come around. Julius Irving, right? They show up at the All-Star games, things like that. And Kobe's not going to be a part of that, and it sucks. He's going to be there in spirit, but I've never seen a basketball player of his caliber pass away and the amount of emotion coming from where he plays the court that he ran so sad man so sad but getting away from you know the bad news uh the tra the tragedy uh lebron did beat his scoring record which is even crazier like 10 hours before this happened but uh, Rick Glassman, who's a phenomenal comedian, somebody that I, I truly, truly enjoy. He has a podcast. He's been on shows like Undateable and uh, In the Background of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he has a podcast called Take Your Shoes Off. And today, well, I won't say today, but the most recent guest was Pete Holmes. And Pete Holmes is one of those comedians that <clears throat> I've known about for a long time. Been a fan of him for a long time. But I didn't see him very many places. It was hard to come by his material when I first heard of him. And then once I found the material, I'm like, oh, wow, this guy is a machine. A true machine. Not like Burt Kreischer, but a machine like this dude is funny 99% of his day. He's doing bits. He's making jokes. He's making people laugh. And him with Rick Glassman, I was like, this is going to be a phenomenal episode. And of course, I was right. It was over two hours, and that doesn't happen very often for Take Your Shoes Off, but it was totally worth it, and I figured the reason that this was going to happen is because the two of them are very similar, or they're very funny, and they're going to be doing bits the whole time, and certainly that's what happened. Uh, there was some serious talk, though, where they start really getting into, you know, the OCD and just comedians in general. A very entertaining episode, by far the most uh, the most information I've probably got from any episode of Take Your Shoes Off. And I highly recommend it to anybody who is who enjoys comedy. If you like comedy at all, this is a podcast you must listen to. Rick Glassman is a special, special type of voice. So since, <clears throat> you know, since, excuse me, since we are talking about uh, funny stuff, I gotta mention this, and I don't remember seeing it. Now, I like to talk about Brendan Schaub because he stinks, man. He wasn't a fun fighter. He wasn't an entertaining athlete. And now he's trying to be a comedian. And a lot of people are against that. A lot of people think that he should probably just quit podcasting as well. Just don't even continue doing that because you're not good at any of these things. I mean, even his fashion sense is like a 1980s woman whose, whose goal is to be in a music video of some kind. And it's fine, but also, when you know the depth, the depth of com uh, comedians that exist today, that are out there today, that have put in decades of road time, uh, stage time, just all of the things that Brendan Schaub has not, you start to get a bit upset. When you leapfrog all these dudes to put out a Showtime special that is subpar at best, less than a 2.0. 
out of five stars on IMDb. And that's just IMDb. I can't imagine it's better on Amazon or somewhere else. The point is, is people are really shitty at that. And then also because he claims to be so funny. He, 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 what he does is he rehashes a joke that somebody just said to him. He just says it again and tries to say it differently, add one different part. Watch King and the Sting with Theo Vaughn because Theo calls him out on it. Brian Callen does not. I don't know if Brian Callen is making a bunch of money from Brendan, but for some reason, they still have a relationship, and Brian certainly gives him way more props than he deserves. Now, what happened is actually on the episode, the newest episode of King and the Sting, uh, Brendan shot, well, there's, a, there's this new segment because they love their segments. It's called Sink My Ink, and apparently Brendan and Theo are very good at roasting. I haven't seen it. They roast each other, they talk shit about each other, but they're obviously pre-planned jokes from Brendan's side. Certainly pre pre-planned jokes. He just waits for him to get a chance to say something about him and how he's dressed. But he already has the lines wrote down. He preps for that shit. And we found out even more to the depth of his prepping goes, and it's not great. Because it's supposed to be kind of a loose, formatted show where they just go in there and they are themselves. They're funny in the moment. But in the recent episode of King and the Sting, with the new segment Sink My Ink, a video comes in from Chris D'Elia, who is an actual comedian. And when they bring up the video with, <laughs> with uh, Chris D'Elia, there's show notes right next to it. That's right, show notes from Mr. Brendan Schaub. And if you look at these notes, you're like, well, wow, this, he typed them out and it's still bad. How's that happen? And what makes it even more humorous is he's trying to put together segments on his own to basically discuss on the show, right? That's fine. People have show notes all the time. But if you see these, you're like, man, this is the worst case of CTE we're going to end up seeing. And there's many reasons why, but I will say this. It's a shame that he didn't even acknowledge it. I would at least acknowledge it. Hey, yeah, that's that's all I wrote down. Spiders versus snakes. Which is worse? <laughs> Spiders have eight legs, and that's the creepiest thing to feel crawling on your body. Right, Brendan? Right. And then snakes have... <laughs> they have speed and range. So, like, bro, what's happening? I think it's only a matter of time before this all crumbles and there's no coming back from it it's only a matter of time there's way too many people around that do not respect him at all but at the same time there's not enough comedians who are like hey man stop doing what you're doing but you do hear when, whenever you hear somebody try to give brendan props they don't say comedy is part of what he does comedy is the uh, stand-up comedy is the last thing they say about him but look at Brennan. He got out of fighting. He started selling his own, selling merchandise, podcasting, and stand-up comedy. Like they even pause on it. Like, oh, I forgot that he even does that. Because in most cases, it's a sham. It's not real. But I'm so glad that this happened because it's just it's annoying. It's annoying when you see a subpar comedian who is selling out places, taking away spots from other people, taking money from other from legit comedians 
<clears throat> and then also having people write his sets for him, and they're not even good. Like, are they sabotaging him? I don't know. But he's certainly not willing to defend himself on any of these things. He's really... Anytime somebody does talk shit about him and puts it on a public forum where a lot of people can see it, he goes out of his way to try to get it, get it, you know, destroyed. Get rid of it. It's happened many a times. Alright, so I'm realizing I probably should have mentioned this earlier, you know, when I first brought up Pete Holmes. But uh, another thing that inspired me about watching the Take Your Shoes Off episode with Pete Holmes and Rick Glassman. Much like Rick Glassman, I was inspired to watch Undateable. Well, after seeing Pete Holmes again, I was inspired to try and watch his show Crashing. Because my favorite part, I guess I would say the most intriguing part about watching that show, is seeing all the other comedians that don't really get to act. I mean, the first episode was Big, Big J. Okerson was in there. So when I saw that, I was already in. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, that's badass. That's awesome. And you get to see him on stage as a host. So I was pretty stoked about that. And then I continue watching, and then there's Artie Lang. Uh, I can't even remember who else was on stage before him. I don't know. He's in a bunch of stuff. He does more acting than he does stand-up comedy. But this being the idea of the show. Oh, TJ Miller was also there, which was f fucking great. Great. This is within the, like the first two or three episodes, you get all these comedians. So much like Pete Holmes inspired me to watch Crashing, I was inspired by Robert Kelly, who hosts the podcast You Know What, Dude. You know what, dude? I was inspired to check out his show. Now, he has a show, he had a show with Dennis Leary, where he played the drums. So it's about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And that is the name of the show. So I suppose my interest for the show, not only because Dennis Leary is fucking hilarious, but Bobby Kelly. And then the prospect of possibly seeing some other unknown comedians to those that don't know comedy very well. That's always intriguing. I, I'm a huge fan of paying attention to the background. I like background actors, in a sense. The, those that aren't super important because they're not as well known to the average. And I'm like, oh shit, there's so-and-so. Like, speaking of Rick Glassman, I had no idea that he was in the background of one of the episodes. the A very special episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Had no idea. And then he shows the clip, and you're like, holy shit, there he is. That's phenomenal. Now I will look harder when I watch it again. I suppose I could go longer. I had, I had thoughts on going longer. I was going to mention the Grammys and, like, who gives a shit. I don't know who still watches those things. Who's still watching award shows? Old people? People in their 60s and 70s, probably? Because that's who I feel is the only demographic of people that still have cable. So it makes sense. It makes sense that Grandpa would still be watching these award shows. In fact, he probably still looks for his uh, TV listings in the paper. Remember when we did that? Remember when you didn't know what was on TV? You could look in the paper and there it was. I bet there's people that still do that. And they're like, oh, the Grammys? 
Well, uh, well, well, golly gee, not the Grammys. I'm excited about that. What time is it, 7.30? I will be ready. No, it's ridiculous. I do. Who cares? Who cares? Because one thing is going to... One thing is for sure going to happen. People are going to be upset because they didn't win. It's going to... They're going to try to make it... They're going to make it out to be a reason other than the fact that they weren't talented enough. And that's not fair. And we don't need to see that because who cares? It's just an award, you guys. I don't know what it really does for you. Does it just validate you? Look how talented I am. I got an award. It is made... I don't know what accent I'm even doing. Kermit the Frog? Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. Kermit the Frog wins an award. I will put it on my mantle. I am very happy to have this award. Thank you. Alright, guys. Well, I think that's going to be our show for today. Our episode for today. I don't care what you call it. All I know is I'm putting the work in. I'm behind the microphone. I'm editing out the crazy stuff. I'm keeping it going and flowing and never stopping and not knowing where we're going because they're already on the route. So there you go. There's some uh, there's some lyrics for you. You can write down in your diary. And then they can be copied and pasted into a Katy Perry song and we can all get rich. So you're welcome. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you for participating. But yeah, as I said, you know, this is one of those shows. I love it. I just love podcasting. I'm the one behind the microphone. I'm the one that bought all the equipment, and I record it and edit it and produce it and give it to the world, and hopefully you all enjoy it because it is as real as it gets, just like the UFC. Well, just different. It is as real as it can be. I have to change it a little bit due to copyright. So either way, thanks for listening. Love you. Love you, love you. Until next time, love you long time, so all the time and forever. Uh, goodbye. I'll see myself out.